I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And this is Phil Stargell, and this is the Abolitionist Roundtable in Michigan. Today. Uh, we, I want to go over a few things uh, and touch on a few bases of uh, this last election, this past election, because after this election, uh, I call it a disaster because we are just, in my estimation, a couple of years away from uh, totalitarian government here in this country. If, uh, we don't wake up, find out what's going on. Uh, you, you see immediately after the election, the Republicans doing exactly what they've done so many times is to start to do the agenda for the Democrats. And with that, I'm going to ask co-host Bruce what he thinks about that. But first of all, good morning, Bruce. Good morning, uh, Derek and uh, all of the people out there. I just want to start this program, Bruce, by sounding my my alarm of uh, some of the nasty things that that are ahead of us because of the fact that compromise and mm-hmm. and 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 just not having a, a firm commitment on what made this country the country of greatness. And so what we see is denial and everything else. When I, I look at this as a good old fashioned behind woman by the Democrat party. And, uh, you know, even though we did win the house, they're not going to do anything, uh, that uh, approaches what should be done in order to maintain this country as the country that was so dominant for the last 300 years in world affairs. So, so what I wanted to recognize, see if you recognize the uh, almost treachery of uh, the aftermath of this election. Bruce? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you- Good morning, uh, Phil. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Derek. And, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Do you, do, you, do you consider like, this a, a uh, uh, do you consider- but, what happened? Yeah, what do you what do you consider? I consider it as a uh, as a disaster, self made disaster at that. Well, in many ways, 
Well, in many ways, I think a lot of that was self-inflicted by uh, failing to uh, to support uh, strongly of good candidates down there in in uh, in Alaska. Back um, up there in, uh, in in Alaska, I, I will never forgive Mitch McConnell for what he, Lisa Murkowski, in there. You remember that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking you about. Phil. I look. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to uh, exactly, and, and let's, let's let's go back to an example. The failure. Look, look what look at the look at the tremendous <laughs> job done that was done by Newt Gingrich. And what ended up happening? Bill Clinton went on mm-hmm. to hire uh, pastors, and Newt Gingrich ended up uh, thrown out in in disgrace. This is what they did to Donald Trump, and this to get Donald Trump into the position that he was in, it had to have some help from the people in the Republican Party, and that's why I say that uh, that this election, this past election was a flat out disaster. It should have been, it should have been a uh, pathway to restoring uh, constitutional law and constitutional authority in this country. Instead, what we have is is, uh, a weaponized law enforcement uh, apparatus in this country and weaponized uh, medical thing where the, the, the medical people in this country are doing the bidding of the power structure in Washington. Not only the bidding, but the absolute dismantling of any kind of, uh, of uh, constitutional authority in this country, on and on and on. So what I say is that we absolutely have to uh, uh, take a real close look at what we do, what we're doing, and and somebody has to sound the alarm because the Republican Party has absolutely dropped the ball on this thing. So this is why I have said several times that uh, that uh, the the goal, the ultimate goal is for the Democrats to take this country out of constitutional authority, put it on special rights, civil rights, and all kind of other rights, except the one that is in authority here. Once we tear that up, it's all over with. And we are on our way to doing it. Uh, yeah, we seem to be having some problems with uh, uh, Bruce's uh, mic uh, apparatus is is he on uh, on the phone? Okay, well, uh, Bruce, can you respond to that? Uh, yeah, you know, like I was saying before, I'm not sure what the what the problem is. It's really windy out here. I think that might have something to do with with our uh-huh. uh, with, with my uh, with our feed here. But I uh, know what you were what you were saying was uh, made made perfect sense because, like I said, uh, pointing to uh, Lisa Murkowski as an example. Look what they've done. To uh, the establishment has done to great candidates like uh, like Kelly Chewbacca up there in in um, in Alaska, and even what Tudor Dixon. Uh, I spoke to uh, one of our good friends from uh, from FEC United Michigan uh, the other day, 
And uh, she reiterated again that the, the Michigan GOP did not give Tudor Dixon the financial support uh, she needed. Um, you know, they couldn't get it from the uh, couldn't get it from Mitch McConnell. It was sitting on like a hundred million bucks or something like that. Yeah. And they just made five or six million of that could have done a really good job in getting uh, getting Tudor Dixon's message across. And I got I really got to commend the woman for the job she did. Because uh, she tried valiantly to make up for the shortfall in, in money, and uh, she couldn't put enough ads on really to uh, to combat the number of ads that were going out by uh, by by Whitmer's uh, side here in Michigan. And look at the three ballot proposals. Uh, proposal three is the most dangerous one of all, and they the Michigan Republican Party felt should have been should have been. Uh, scrambling and, 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 and scraping together every dime they could, an additional dime, to fight these ads, which completely uh, completely distorted and lied about the pro-life uh, side of, of uh, Proposal 3, uh, opposition to Proposal 3. Um, you know, those ads started airing almost as soon as the primaries were over, if you remember. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get on a long, involved rant here, but what I'm saying is that the Republican Party establishment did not support the candidates, the really good candidates that, that, that we had in places like, like we have in, in Georgia. We look at Herschel Walker, he's in a runoff now. It shouldn't have been that way. Uh, the Warnock should have been, should have been, they should have cleaned up the floor with this guy. This man is not a man of the cloth, Phil. He is a, he's a, uh, he's a usurper, well, not a usurper, but, uh, he's, uh, he's an interloper, a, uh, someone who, if uh, Reverend King were around today uh, and saw him running at his church into the ground, he would be mortified. Well, not not only that, but uh, the whole thing, uh, the whole the whole Democrat Party, which has the allegiance of, of Black America, under false pretenses. Look at this uh, uh, guy in South Carolina, uh, Clyburn. Yeah. Okay. Now. W- in order to pay him back, here you see Joe Biden running around talking about they want to take the uh, the the hundred year old uh, tradition of New Hampshire being the number one uh, the, the the lead off batter in uh, in the voting night and change it to to uh, uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of uh, uh, stuff that the Democrats have used to control black votes since they got the vote. I can prove yeah. it to you. I'm going to tell you about what Pitchfork Ben Tillman said about that, about that, yeah. about uh, you know, that that that, uh, that this is a white man's country and we we uh, we never be under the rule of, of black folks. This is the kind of thing that, uh, that, that the Democrats have run around the country, tearing down statues, tearing down uh, photos and, and all kind of monuments to, to people in the Republican Party or advocates for the Republican Party. They've torn up, it like Frederick Douglass, they drug him, that, drug his statue down, took down the Abraham Lincoln statue. But do they take anything down away from uh, Ben Tillman? He still, his statue still standing at Clemson, isn't it? I believe it is. So, yeah. I believe so, it is. And, and, and all of the, uh, 
the uh, the early part of last year, when Joe Biden was struggling trying to get some kind of a toehold, he was talking about we're going to get uh, uh, reparations. Clyburn, he's running around talking about it. He gets in office, and what have you heard about that? Yeah, I heard anything, but you see. Uh, uh, California wants to do something about it because they want to pr promote this fanatic that they got in office out there as governor. They want him to be trying to run for governor uh, for presidency. This yeah, is all I it's mean, about. Is about I mean, front uh, front loading stuff that they can uh, rear load it out of the treasury by mm -hmm. uh, making people, minorities and things like that feel as though they have a right that no one else has. And they have done it, proved it over and over and over that that's their way of doing things. You uh, look at the things that, that Ben Tillman and the people of South Carolina done, if that mm -hmm. was happening today, the Democrats would be running around talking about uh, you know, uh, that, that the Republicans are the one that did it. When you look at the Jim Crow law, look at Joe Biden, how many times he's talked about uh, Jim Crow 2.0 as if it was the Republican Party responsible for it. It's the Democrats that's responsible for it. And some Republicans that went along with the Democrats. Yeah. Because you well, never yeah. have gotten the compromise of 1877, if it don't be for the Republican, some of the Republicans in the Republican Party. Well, and, and this and is what you see now. Every chance you get a, a good politician that knows the direction to go, what do you get? You get Republicans colluding with the Democrats to get rid of him. And that yeah. is unthinkable. It should be unthinkable. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what, what you're saying made, made so much sense, especially in light of the fact that we had 12 GOP senators that voted in favor of this uh, Orwellian, uh, and it's been, it's been called in some circles, an, or, an Orwellian-based uh, uh, or uh, comparable uh, law called the uh, Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, this is not the same thing as the Defense of Marriage Act, which sought to uh, protect uh you know, traditional marriage from this onslaught of uh, same-sex and, you know, uh, multi-sex and all this type of thing, uh, marriage and that type of thing. Uh, in it, uh, basically well, what it what, is... What, it, what it, it does is it, it, makes, it makes constitutional uh, protections against the law. Right. It, it yeah, exactly. makes, a, makes, a, makes, a, makes a, a freedom of speech against the law. That's exactly right. And, and what is just incredible to me is that 12 GOP senators voted for this bill. And Mike Lee pointed out that he had offered an amendment, uh, folks, uh, to, our, to our great listening audience out there. He had, he had uh, uh, proposed an amendment which would have guaranteed and protected, rather, uh, the, the free speech rights of uh, uh, everywhere from, uh, you know, from uh, the most uh, the most uh, uh, ardent uh, supporter of uh, traditional marriage down to the uh, the down to the uh, the local uh, cake shop baker who uh, and and uh, and florist who uh, 
who would uh, would not put up with these uh, with these requests to to bake cakes and to have flower arrangements to support uh, a, a practice that they do not believe in. And I mean, they're still going after this poor guy out there in Colorado. Uh, I don't know how many yeah. times he's been he's been attacked. But yeah. what this is, and the and the the Democrats would not permit it to be put into this uh, into this law. And so. What, what really my jaw just really dropped, Phil, when I saw, and I expected people like Murkowski and, and Collins to uh, go along with it, but people like uh, Mike, like, uh, like uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and Joni Ernst, are you kidding me? These are supposedly rock-ribbed conservatives, and look what they're doing. They're turning against a, 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 an American tradition, two American traditions, uh, traditional marriage and freedom of speech. To, yeah. to, uh, to dissent. And, and I cannot uh, believe that, especially Cruz, Phil, because Cruz just has a, has, has a, has a great book published about the, the attack on, on all forms of American traditionalism in, 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 his, in his book. And he turns around and he does this. Phil, yeah. I don't understand it. I well, really don't. Uh, the, the, the thing is that, uh, that that's why... You know, you don't understand it. I don't understand it, but I do understand one thing: that the country is in crisis. And and until some people can understand why people that have that uh, that tradition of being having the rock red uh, allegiance to the Constitution, because it protects you and me. But you've got to protect it. You can't just go around. Uh, deciding which ones of the Constitution that you are going to to uh, to to support, and that's yeah. what we see now. We see uh, too many people deciding that, well, you know, this here, uh, you know, we we could do without that. You know, th- this country is better than that. This is not who we are, and all of that nonsense. And uh, so we we have no uh, we the guidelines the guardrails have been taken away. There's nothing there's nothing but a, a cliff with a mile and a half drop to the bottom. That's where yeah. this country is headed. Well, yeah, you put it uh, you put it quite well. The last uh, several broadcasts that this is a uh, this is a blatant and direct and in your face bald-faced attempt at turning what was a constitutionally limited republic and what's supposed to be so into a, uh, a parliamentary democracy. And yeah. we had better wake up. We had better wake up and, 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 and stop teaching all this critical race theory nonsense and all this gender fluidity nonsense in our schools and start getting back to, uh, you know, to what's, what's really important. Uh, and again, uh, I really am concerned for the young people coming up in this country like you've got like what 40 percent of them 45 percent of of young people in this country believe that socialism is preferable to capitalism yeah uh, as many as 50 percent would rather live in a socialist country than they live here in the good old u.s of a well good let them go over let them go over and and be farmers in the netherlands and have their property taken away from them in the name of 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 climate change and all this nonsense let them see what it tastes the real taste of socialism is they think they they think uh that uh, socialism is such a great thing here. Okay, well, why don't you go over to uh, to Britain, go over to France, go over to, to even Germany or or, uh, or uh, Russia or China, you know, and where you can have your rights taken away from you because the head of of, of uh, Facebook is going to shut down 
the uh, the aerial views of your uh, of your protest. Yeah, you know, get taste, get a real taste of what socialism is, folks, and see if we let you back into the country if you want to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, listen, let's let's let uh, Joe join in on this conversation. See, uh, Joe, um, Joe from Wine that Let's let's hear what you had to say on this subject this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. First off, thank you, Bruce, for writing a snippet for my forthcoming How to Write a Book and Get It Published. And, Phil, I don't know how often you check your email, but I sent you an email. Had you seen it? No, sir, I have not. And uh, I am very sorry, but I have been had a lot of uh, real problems. Uh, and I'll, 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 I'll elaborate on that, but... Uh, I'm sorry, I, I just haven't checked on my computer for a while. Okay, I, I understand. But, uh, Bruce, you mentioned first in the nation primary, and uh, I actually agree, and coincidentally, I have a piece on the Liberty Beacon that just published this morning called Has the Time Come to Change the First in the Nation Primaries? But, of course, you're right, Bruce. Biden is do it just pandering to Clyburn. I talk about it from the standpoint that times are changed. And Iowa and New Hampshire, I'm sorry, are basically irrelevant states and we should be holding the first in the nations in our battleground states the states that matter to test the metal of our candidates to see if they can win the battleground states because that's what wins the presidency now not Iowa and New Hampshire states like Arizona although with cheating, it looks pretty solid blue. Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, with Prop 2, though, looks like it will be solid cheating blue forevermore. Ohio, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, and maybe even Florida, although Florida looks like it's pretty solid red now. But those states, frankly, should have the primaries within like a 10 or 14 day period to really determine who might be able to win the electoral college votes because sorry people it's the electoral college that matters and we need to keep the electoral college mattering yeah exactly but uh as i said what uh, the ultimate goal of the democrats is to take us out of the situation that we have here with the uh, the, the, the electoral college and put it in a, a, a you know as they always say one man one vote and I say one man one vote one time you know because yeah. once you get this nonsense in there you you will never get it out. And, and they, they want a mobocracy. They, they want is, New York and California to always pick the presidency, and we cannot allow that. We were not we're not a mobocracy, and we cannot allow them to do it. And uh, you know the other thing that goes along with that though is all these states that are early on need to switch to completely closed 
primaries. And I'm sorry if you're an independent, if you refuse to pick a side, if you're not with the Republicans, which it's right in our name, preserving the republic, you're with the fascocrats. Close primaries. You must declare your primary, and you must be declared for that party for at least six years, or you don't get to meddle in our darn primary. I'm tired of Democrats being able to meddle in Republican primaries and giving us a John McClain or a Mitt You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I am Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. Abortion by any name is killing, and abortionists by any name are de facto murderers. On January 22, 1973, the United States Supreme Court issued an unconstitutional ruling on abortion known as Roe v. Wade, which legalized human baby killing and by default made abortionists de facto murderers. Without delay, the ruling capitalized human baby killing into a lucrative business known as Planned Parenthood and the evil enterprise of harvesting aborted baby parts for sale and profit. It is estimated that since 1973, over 60 million babies have been killed by abortion, with the majority being black. Such mass killings of black babies glorifies the murderous ideology of Margaret Singer, the feminazi icon of Planned Parenthood, who called black people human weeds. On June 24, 2022, the United States Supreme Court corrected its unconstitutional 1973 landmark ruling by reconstituting to individual states the jurisdiction of legalizing abortions. However, Planned Parenthood, in order to preserve their extreme baby killer status, conspired with their abortionist comrades and the neo-communist Democrat Party using treacherous efforts to nullify the Supreme Court ruling by placing the resurrection of abortion on the November 8, 2022 nationwide election ballots and used electrical fabricated propaganda to deceive voters into voting to codify abortions as federal law under the pretext of women's health. If abortion forces succeed on November 8, the baby-killing fields will be re-fertilized, and millions of innocent babies, mostly black, will again be slaughtered. Pro-life people who believe in the integrity of constitutional laws and the United States as a republic, not a fascist dictatorial democracy, must not allow baby-killers and murderers to sanitize their atrocities by portraying abortion as family planning, or a woman's right to choose and justify abortion as an exclusive contract between a woman and a doctor or a matter of reproductive rights. The outcry for reproductive rights is idiotic. 
Because how can a woman reproduce a baby she produced if it's aborted? To expose the horrors of abortion, truth must be expedited and saturated into conscious, indisputable reality that abortion is choose to kill innocent babies and pro-life people choose to save innocent babies by providing them a chance to live. In the Bible, Ephesians 6, 12 outline and reveal the forces of evil congregated against life and contrary to plan to parenthood false narratives, abortions are not always harmless, rare, or safe. Therefore, if life has value, people who value life must vote no against baby exterminations, which are crimes against humanity, knowing that the fight for life is right, it's not extreme or a vice. Because abortions by any name is killing and abortionists by any name are de facto murderers. I am milked, logically speaking, uncensored saying, think about it. And we are back. And uh, I'm going to do exactly as I said. I'm going to give you uh, some examples of of how Democrats have, uh, have, have corralled the vote of black America, and he has, uh, they have absolutely dominated and controlled black people's vote in this country ever since they got it. And I, I got the, the, the stuff to prove some of it, maybe not all of it, but some of it. But first of all, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to Walter and I'm going to uh, uh, let him uh, say what he has to say, and then I'm going to get into this. Uh, go ahead, Walter. How you doing this morning? That's right. I'm back, buddies. Hey. We yep. might have to change our strategy or the way we phrase things now when we're talking to the Democrat voters and mm-hmm. trying to and get them intelligent. Right now, we have a country conflict of interest going on after what Bruce, you guys, what you guys been saying about Ted, Boozer Cruz, has he been drinking booze? <laughs> and uh, Rubio, are they starting to now to collaborate with the uh, the sodomites, the sodomite bill, homosexual marriage, gay marriage? Did I hear clear what Bruce just said about Ted Cruz, Rubio, some of the hard hitters? Well, that does not include Mitt Romney. He's a Democrat. You know, Mitt, Mitt Romney wouldn't be a Republican if God dropped a bucket of uh, pig feet out of the sky on top of his head. He still wouldn't change. But anyway, um, yeah. he's man, he's still yeah. he's still bitter and mad because people wanted Trump over him and they didn't want him. And by the way, if he had got in office just because what what he just did, siding with the Democrats, if he'd have been in office, <laughs> could you imagine what kind of president he would have been for us? A Judas is carried from the Bible. Yes, the one who betrayed yeah. Jesus. He would have betrayed our country. Mitt Romney is bitter. He's, he has a he has unforgiveness that the American people did not want his him and his not so much of his Mormon religion, you know, which is false anyway. But I guess he's he's back in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing his melodies now. But you know, and boohooing. But yeah, you can you can figure you you can you can expect that from Mitt Romney, to, like you said, Collins and Mikowski. But I can, I need I need uh, Bruce to 
am I hearing things that they actually side with the Democrats on this? Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, yeah, you know, that's far for the course. I mean, you know, they've been that's doing this for a long time. You know, they compromised. The, the the word compromise was, I believe, uh, invented by Republicans back in 1877. Do you know what the compromise was then? No, run it down to me. The compromise was take the troops out of the South. You know, the ones that won the Civil War? Uh-huh. Take them out of the South and uh, let us deal with these uh, Black Americans down here. What they yeah. said was, you know, okay. let, you 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 take those troops out of there and let us have the free will down here. We will keep them uh, in their place. That's what they told them. The Democrats told the Republicans. We don't want any control over us how we do it. That's when they put in Jim Crow law. That's when they put in uh, the uh, uh, the states' rights because the Constitution said it. They used the Constitution to put in the kind of law that they want to put in now. A dem democracy. Yeah. That's what they want to do. And this is, they, they've had practice. They had over 200 years almost of of uh, of practice to to uh, to take this country out of constitutional authority and put it under civil libertarian authority. In other words, whatever you want, if you got enough people to go for it, you know that's law. Yeah, and that's what. And so nothing protects your freedom of, of speech. Nothing will protect your freedom to uh to associate you know you you know all of this stuff just like what they did in uh on january 6th people went there and trump told them said go there peacefully and do this do that peacefully and what did they do they said he stirred up this the insurrection okay let me let me let me pick up where you left off right there right there you're on to something i was telling uh uh, Derek, I was going to kind of like title what I was going to say to you guys. I call it Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Every, have you guys noticed there's been a pattern with these Republicans? Every time something is about to change, who sabotages a Republican? Look at Obama never did care health care. Who sabotaged us? The two Johns, the betrayal yeah, of the two Johns. John backstabbing Roberts and one who went to his grave a liar, John McCain. It would have been done away with the whole bill. John McCain came on the, on the floor of the Congress and with thumbs down because he was mad at who? Donald Trump. He was willing to go to his grave a, a liar, lied to his constituents, the people that voted for him. Who, he went on Christian shows, lying through his teeth, saying that he, we're going to do away with, we're going to get rid of Obamacare. We're going to kill it. And he kept it going. He kept it alive. John Backstabbing Roberts, these people that these so-called Republicans picked. And voted for. Like I say, the biggest problem with our country is not so much the the, the uh, Democrat Party from hell, the party from hell candidates. It's re it's the stupid voters. It's the voters. You'd be surprised with people who they vote for. They can vote for the person because the name sound honest. 
That's a dumb lot of voters. You know where so the we, stupid voters got their stupidity? Yeah, In voters the, are more stupid and more stuck on stupid. schools. Yeah. And that's so, the, the same reason why <laughs> the unions that belong to uh, the people that belong to the unions in the petroleum industry allow this nonsense to go on that's going on now. And if you don't believe it, what did Jimmy Hoffa say? Uh, not Jimmy Hoffa, uh, the, the Hoffa, the young Hoffa, whatever his name is. What did he say when those truckers got up there in, in, yeah. in, in Canada and, and, and uh, you know, blocked up traffic a little bit, yeah. put out a sit-down wow. straight? What did he say? I denounced his workers. This is what the wow. Democrat Party has done to this country. They've taken people and turned them into zombies. You hey, want to hey, pay your but, money but, to a guy that tells you he denounces you because you're trying to protect yeah. your livelihood? It's insane. But, so that's, those are the still. same people that are that are allowing Joe Biden to tell them that you can't go out here and drill oil. But he, then he turns around and tells you that the reason why the gas is so high is because of greedy producers. This is incredible. These pe people Remember. in this country... You you deserve the the Republican, I mean the Democrat Party, and what they got planned for you. If you allow them to keep keep doing what they're doing, with the help of Republicans, you remember. Let's take a trip down memory lane. The sixth January sixth was not a was not a deadly riot. It was not an insurrection. What the Democrats did with the COVID shutdowns <laughs> was a deadly riot. And Republicans, who's the first idiot that got up there when Trump told them go? Peacefully, and they still been been uh, spewing that lie out about Trump promote provoked violence. He never did it. Ne never, never. It does not exist. Who was the first person who stood up there and started blaming Trump? Marble Mouth Mitch, and who they want to make the next Speaker of the House? McCarthy. I can't trust that Judas. He was one of yeah. the first ones that spoke out against Trump. Uh, and and you can expect it from the other uh, Republicans, like that idiot uh, from Michigan uh, who was was a labor laborer that cho Trump chose. The problem is with some of these people that Trump chooses also some of the people with the old washbacks and ha and washbacks from the past like McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and them who should have been gone. And yet who's saying, Oh, this well, he, he we gonna make him the next speaker of the house. McCarthy. He was one of the first ones who spoke out on Trump against Trump. Uh, the biggest sabotages is not the Democrats, the biggest people who are going damn doom and dumb for this country damn and doom in this country is the Judas infiltrators of the Republican Party. Agreed. And, Call and, themselves and, Republicans. And, and, and what has happened here is uh, all of this, you know, you say the dumb voters, the dumb voters were primed in, 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 the, in the public schools. I mean, yep. the history books tell you that what the Democrats Party is telling you about this so-called insurrection they're telling you that for the first time, a president uh, stopped the peaceful exchange of power. Well, what about Abraham Lincoln? And they, they not only stopped the, the, the transfer of power, they killed him. And guess That's what? Right. The guy that helped kill him was black. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth, 
a chauffeur or valet or whatever was was primary in John Wilkes Booth escaping and living for another 20 years after he assassinated President Lincoln. And they're still hiding it. The Democrats are still hiding it. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that, uh, and, and they teach your kids that kind of stuff. Then they turn around and teach your kid that uh, a, a baby in the womb is just a mass of cells and it's not there. And then when you find out with ultrasound that there's a baby in there and he looks like a baby, just a miniature, then they tell you, well, we don't want them to see that picture. So, and they, and women are dumb enough to go in there and say, I don't want to see the picture because they know that the guilt that they feel will last them for the rest of their life. That's the reason why. It ain't the hey, health Phil. of the mother, it's the convenience hey. of the mother. Hey, Phil, real quick, on the abortion issue, you talk about, we know the Democrats where they stand, but I, that is not the problem. The problem was the candidates who was running for the midterms. I watched a lot of them from different states on my phone on YouTube. It just played popping up all a lot of those Republicans that were debating those Democrats on the abortion issue with the help of the moderators. You know, that's a different problem there. The moderators are corrupt, too. Always harder on the Republicans than are the Democrats. But, you know, those those Republicans didn't want to come out with fire in their hearts and mouths, spewing fire in their mouths against the Democrat Party, who's the lynch party, Derek? who's the racist lynch party of the blacks. Who, who murders babies, Derek? who enjoy and who are bloodthirsty to kill babies. The Republicans would act like they were embarrassed and ashamed, ashamed when they were debating those Democrats and the Don't moderators. The, there was I no watched part. them from state to state. They did not want to come out real strong against killing babies because, oh, we might lose the independence. The hell with the independence right now. That's the way I think now. The hell with the, 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 the uh, suburban mothers who pushes their babies in Birmingham. And some of their babies that I see them pushing in their buggies are dogs, animals, instead of yeah. real babies. Fit that hell with them. We need somebody to replace them because you got to walk on eggshells with them and not offend them. The hell with them and their vote. That's the way I think for now. The, the, suburban, the suburbanite moms and, and the independents, the hell with them. They don't want to talk about uh, um, social issues like religion and murdering babies. We need to replace them with real radical uh, real radical voters and to conservatives like us because you can't depend on them. They're too wishy-washy. And that's well, why the first, Republicans the first did not want to offend them. We got to clean up our, our, our schools and get some kind of a uh, direction that, that that is teaching the kids the truth instead of indoctrination. Uh, we will uh, we uh, we go to uh, to uh, Edward's notebook and uh, you later, guys. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks, Scott, for your call, Walter. A candy maker in Indiana wanted to produce a candy that would be a witness, so he made the Christmas candy game. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. The candy maker began with a stick of pure white hard candy to symbolize the virgin birth and sinless nature of Jesus. Candy maker made the candy in the form of a J to represent the name of Jesus who came to earth as our Savior. It also represented the staff of the Good Shepherd who reaches down into the ditches of the world to lift out the fallen lambs that have gone astray. Realizing his candy was very plain, the candy maker stained it with red stripes to symbolize the scourging Jesus received by which we are all healed. 
The large red stripe was for the blood shed by Jesus on the cross so that we could have the promise of eternal life. Unfortunately, the candy became known only as a candy cane, a meaningless decoration seen at Christmas time. But the meaning is still there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray that this symbol will again be used to witness the wonder of Jesus and His great love that came down to us remain the ultimate and dominant force in the universe today and forever. Merry Christmas, and may God bless everyone. I'm Ron Edwards. Please check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And we are getting close to the end of the show. Um, uh, is um, Bruce, are you, uh, is your microphone done a little bit better now? <laughs> Well, I, I hope so. Uh, am I coming through okay now? No, no, no. Um, you might, might want to. Uh, nope. <laughs> let, me, let me turn off my phone here. Okay. Uh, all right. Is that any better? Yeah, so yeah, far. Is that any better? <laughs> yeah, so far. Chat, chat. Okay, good. good. Uh, yeah, before. before... Uh oh. Before before we close out, guys, it, yeah. Before the break or during the break, I did some checking, and uh, you know this sets my mind at ease because I looked at the twelve GOP senators who voted uh, against the uh, or in favor of this uh, this month. I couldn't find uh, Ted Cruz's name or Marco Rubio's name on that list. Um, I apologize to the listeners, and I apologize to, uh, to Walter especially. Um, you know, again, though, the fact that even one of them, uh, Phil, voted for this, uh, describe how, how disgusted I am and, uh, at, at this, even one of them voted for this is, is uh, you know, is incredible. They all should have stood up and walked out in mass, all 49 of them. Jose, we are not voting for this. We know what you're you're trying to do you're trying to destroy that which protects religious freedom as well as a freedom of speech which is a freedom protected under the first amendment yeah and and that's the uh that's the bad part you know, of i'm ashamed of this i am ashamed of this yeah see there's so many people think that people are talking about uh denying somebody a right but you might uh -huh. deny uh, a certain group all of the rights that they think that they yeah. want if it is in opposition to the Constitution. The Constitution does not give you that right. But I tell you what, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it will it will allow you to do it and it, it has allowed them to do it. Okay? But that that yeah that don't apply once they get those rights, they will they they will continue to take away your constitutional rights until you have them. That's the that's where we are today. They passed out special rights. Those special rights will eventually nullify the Constitution of the United States. So that's where we are, folks. 
we are out of time. These are not out of ideas. We'll be back next week to share some of them with you. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.